Hey, everybody, and welcome to Rewind. I'm your host, Riley, and this is your podcast all about playlists. Woo, I'm so excited to be back. Happy Friday, everyone. It does feel great to be back in the swing of things again. I've missed this a lot. I hope everyone's New Year's off to a great start. If not, I can guarantee your day's about to get better because this episode is going to be good. Our guest today, her name is Laura Kate Holden, and she is an absolute rock star. I cannot emphasize that enough. I firmly believe that there is nothing she can't do. She's the director of Camp Kesem at UGA. She runs Be The Match at UGA, just rebranded to NMDP. She is an honors biochem student, and she is a wonderful friend. I love her so much. She's maybe one of the most caring and selfless people I know, and she inspires me a lot. So why not have her as a guest on the pod, you know? She has a ton of cool things to say and a lot of insight to share. So I hope you all enjoy the episode, and let's get into it. How's your morning been so far? Anything exciting? My morning? Mm-hmm. So because I'm studying for the SAT this semester, I know, really hardcore, um, I am taking very easy classes so I can get a 1600 on the SAT, you know? The SAT? Is this, but, but, you're, <laughs> but you're taking the MCAT. No, I'm, the SAT. You're actually? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I can't tell Guys, if you me. didn't know this already, Riley is the most gullible person on this planet. Oh god, it's so bad. I, <laughs> I I can't even defend myself like you just witnessed it happen. <laughs> um so because I'm studying for the SAT, okay. I, SAT. Um, <laughs> um I am taking pretty easy classes, so you know, your political science. I mean, not that I'm not saying like majors are easier than others, but like right. political science 101. Yeah. I had my political science class, and then I went to the Complex Carbohydrate Research Center, and I had a meeting with my PI, Dr. Lance Wells. He's wonderful and fabulous and amazing. He was helping me, like, we're working on a review that is, like, talking about our research, uh, and it's, like, congenital diseases of glycosylation. So that's a lot of words, but we study a gene, OGT. And it causes intellectual disability, or CDG. Mm-hmm. And we are working on a review to be published. And that's what we're working on. So we had a little little chit-chat about that. And I just love getting to hang out with them. They're so smarty, and they teach me lots of great things. So, Man, it's only, what, 11 o'clock, and you've already done all that? Mm-hmm. Next, world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I try my hardest. Well, you're killing it. Also, I was uh, in your intro. I was plugging all the stuff that you're in charge of. Camp Kesem. We can. I'm sure we'll come back to that in the episode. Sure. Be the match was just rebranded as NMDP. Yes, ma'am. You want to tell us a little bit about that? NMDP. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, NMDP, formerly Be the Match, is a nonprofit that registers individuals 18 to 40 years old. And they register them by an oral swab, easier than a COVID test. I say swab and people are like, don't put it up my nose. It's like just in your mouth for like 10 seconds. Um, And we register people 
to match with patients that have blood cancers and sickle cell, other blood disorders as well. And if you match to someone, you could be sent anywhere in the country to donate stem cells or bone marrow. Uh, 90% of donations are stem cell donations. And it is a life-saving cure for those patients. And so it just gives them a chance at a new life. I was a stem cell donor back in the fall of 2021. And it was like the luckiest, most humbling, incredible experience. NMDP helps patients and their families, but they also help donors with their travel expenses, medical expenses. So while we've been trying to swab college students, we're like, it's free. It's free and you don't have to pay for anything and you get to save a life. So um, that's, I guess, a little bit about what NMDP does. Hmm. It's a really awesome mission. Um, So if you're interested in swabbing, you can always go to their website online and they'll send you a swab kit in the mail. Um, Or you can also reach out to us, NMDP, on social media, and we would be happy to come and swab you. Woo! Get swabbed. I got swabbed. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. And and really, like, I mean, who could say that they've, like, saved someone's life in such a real way? Yeah. Um, So... It's really cool. It is. Highly recommend. And the club at UGA is great, too. Everyone's so nice and friendly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Okay, so you got those two. Yes. Anything? I wasn't going to mention marriage pact. (laughs) (laughs) You're more than welcome to. Do you want to? You can, yeah. Okay, I didn't know how you felt. No, yeah. Okay. You should mention it. Almost 9,000 students at the University of Georgia um, filled out a questionnaire to try to find the love of their life. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we could know how many went on a date and, like, how many are still dating. I want to know so bad. Me too. I want to hear the success stories because, really, all I heard were the non-success stories. <laughs> so I want to I hear something good. Um, I did hear that a couple matched, like a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Like, they matched uh, to each oh. other. So if you have success stories at lk.hold on Instagram, DM me. Please tell me if you found the love of your life. Yeah. Is there anything else? There's definitely more. Yeah. um, So if a lot of University of Georgia students listen to this, um, I'm a part of Tate Society. In a past life, I was a part of the involvement bubble to include Dog Camp and the Student Government Association. Wow. Uh, But I have since retired. But shout out, like, I love first-year programs. Mm-hmm. I think that they're awesome and fostering a community. And I was really lucky to mentor some really incredible freshmen last year. So anyway, um, I'm a part of Tate Society. And then really the main things uh, that I do, I do research. I I do re- research all the time. Um, I Like I said, I work at the Complex Carbohydrate Research Center in Dr. Lance Wells' labs, um, working on a gene called OGT that has different mutations that cause uh, intellectual disability. I I don't want to, like, go through the whole resume, so we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We could be here all day, your resume. No, 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 no. no, Yes. No, no. (laughs) Do you want to get started? Yeah. Let me start off with the first question. You can time travel, first step. Would you time travel? I don't think so. You want it? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't either. Too scary. Scary, but also all of my mistakes, there have been many, have led me to where I am now, sitting in this chair right next to you. So I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, she just winked at me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're not going to time travel, or we choose not to, but 
You have to for the sake of this question. (laughs) And you can time travel to your childhood home. What song would have been playing or what's a song that just reminds you of your childhood as a whole? Gosh, all of these questions I'm doing off the cuff, guys. So if my answers are crazy, don't mind me. Um, (laughs) Okay, if I had to travel back in time to my childhood home, it's actually, I actually still live in my childhood home. Really? Yeah. That's uh, not often that you hear that. It's not. Um, so I still live in the same split level house. People like to say that people who live in split level homes end up being like psychopaths. <laughs> oh, never <laughs> heard that one. Before. Apparently there's like a correlation between, um, people living in split level homes and being psychopaths. It's crazy. Not me though. Not me. Anyway, sorry for that little tidbit of information. I'm stalling. <laughs> I, there's my, mu- my childhood home was full of music. Good. My parents loved to listen to music. We often danced the night away in our kitchen all of the time. During like middle school period, I was teaching my mom how to whip a nene, uh, juju on that beat for sure. Um, but those are the th- those aren't the songs that remind me of my home. Um, I would say, gosh. So we had this office downstairs, mm-hmm. very dark. And it's just like this little office, and there was this family computer that you got on. So I would get on the family computer to send my dad emails because my dad was an Army Ranger, and he was deployed like 16 times during my childhood. Dang. Crazy, right? And so because he was always gone, I would get on the family computer to send him emails. And I need to go back and find them. I wish I had done that before this, but I would say, this is what I ate for breakfast, and this is what I learned in class, and this is the song I'm listening to right now. And so every single time, I would have all of my Taylor Swift CDs, and I would just put one in and play it. But there was one that I continually went back to, and it's called A Place in This World by Taylor Swift. It's my favorite Taylor Swift song. Most people actually don't know the song. It's, yeah. it's I don't know it. Yeah, it's... Not very popular, I guess. But I would I would play that song, and I would email my dad. Sometimes I'd make him little PowerPoints of my week, and— That is precious. That's how we would communicate. But, I mean, my sister and I would have different parts to Disney songs that we would sing. We would do it in the car. We could do it in the shower. We had this little, like, boom box that we'd, like, play music off of, and, like, Pocahontas, Colors of the Wind— she had she up. had a part. I had a part. It was a whole thing. Yeah, that song is so good. It's so good. It. I listened to it last week. I think. I I think I played it five times in a row. I was like, this is a banger. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't stop listening to that song. I'll teach you her parts, and then we can we can do a little rendition. <gasps> okay. I hope that answers your question. Oh no, it did. It okay. did. I I don't know. I just can't even imagine what it's like having a dad who was deployed sixteen times in the army. That's so. How long would he be gone for one period of time? It wouldn't be more than six months. He, he had to grow a beard when he went mm-hmm. overseas. I hated that thing. <laughs> and Dad, if you're listening to this, I love you, but the beard has to go. Like, I'm, <laughs> oh, he I'm has just, one right now. <laughs> he does have one right now. And, and it's a great beard. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Like, mm-hmm. man can grow some facial hair. I, I was just always excited for him to shave it and always wanted him to shave it when he came home. So... It's like two different people. He definitely looked like a different person. Wow. It, it, it's, like, a, it's a good beard. It's a good beard. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll give it to him. But get rid of it. <laughs> but, but she hates it. No, so. no, no, no. I don't, I don't hate 
I, I, I don't I don't want to sound so <laughs> negative. Um, but yeah, no facial hair for me. I love how we got from time travel <laughs> to no facial hair for me. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I really do love it. That oh, looking okay, 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 okay. <laughs> this episode's gonna be all over the place, guys. That's how I want them to be. It's okay. fun when you talk about the most random things. Okay, it's a peek into my brain. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dancing, because you said you danced a lot as a child. I love to dance. Not that I'm very good. Not that I'm very good, but I love it. Okay. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. Growing up as a dancer, whenever I danced at, like, school dances or stuff, people would be like, you're so good. I could never dance like that. Like, I don't look that good. I don't want to. That sounded so arrogant. But, like, <laughs> let me take that back. Let me no, take no, that no, 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 no. No. You are an amazing dancer, no. <laughs> and I'm mesmerized. No, genuinely. Every single time you dance, I'm like, gosh. I w- uh, same, same feeling. I wish I looked like that. Genuinely. Well, here's the thing. It's not that I I don't look good in comparison to all the people who I danced with growing up. Like, they had much better technique than me, but I'm just having fun. That's what dancing is about. It doesn't matter what you look like. It matters that you're having fun, and that's what people gravitate towards. Not what you look like, what you feel, because other people can feel it radiating off of you. And I absolutely gravitate to your your... Everything about you, genuinely, <laughs> but definitely when you're dancing, so bright. It's so fun to watch. Oh, I love you. I, I love, love you. <laughs> but I was going to say, that's what I feel when I'm with you, you know? Like, when you dance, I can feel that you're having fun. And that's, like, <laughs> that's what brings people joy. It, that, that's a way to be like, you're not really that good of a dancer, but you're having fun. No. That's no, all that matters. That's not true. <laughs> she is good, too. No, no, no. no yes, no. you are. No. You are good. I like having fun. I like having fun. That's what dancing's all about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, what's the song that makes you feel like you're having fun and you can dance to it? This is also a great question. A song that's impossible not to dance to would have to be Wings. Yeah. The Rio song. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hot Wings? Yes. Yeah. Love that song. So it's actually it's actually really funny. I, I really like I like building community, and I like people always coming to the house and just doing things. And you're great at that. Thank you. You're welcome. I had to host prom because my senior year, our senior year of high school, was shut down because of COVID. And so our school did not have prom. Right. And that means we would have never had a prom because Mm -hmm. junior year, we didn't have one either. Yeah, same. And so we had one in my basement. (gasps) Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of my mother's house, we had prom, and we all got dressed up. There were strobe lights. It was a whole thing, and we had a lot of fun. Honestly, that's like the most fun at a school school dance that I've ever had. And I brought it back. Actually, we had tacky prom in Athens. Stop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we had tacky prom, and. That was like the best song. It actually, so one of my lovely dearest friends, Abby White, she she loves to dance like in the comfort of her own home mm-hmm. or like, I guess with us. But yeah. there were a lot of people at that Ducky prom. And so that song, Hot Wings, was the one that like got her up, got to like <laughs> dance with everyone. And, and it was just so fun to like have everyone be a part of it. Uh, and I think one thing I love Abby so much and yeah. she has grown so much and and it's so cool to know these people since I've been like 13 years old because 
there's so much growth that's happened in the past seven or eight years that we've known each other. And it's just so cool to see. And so just to see, like, she has continuously come out of her shell. And I'm just, it's just so fun to be a part of and witness. And she's great. So hot wings. It even gets the nicest person ever. Yeah. (laughs) It even gets Abby White to dance. So I say that has to be my, has to be my song. Riley, a.k.a. Ferris, and I are so lucky to be a part of Camp Kessel Magic. Should we explain the name thing? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're a part of a nonprofit called Kessel. We support kids uh, 6 through 18 years old whose caregivers, guardians, parents have cancer, have had, have, have had, have passed away from cancer. And it's a really rewarding, incredible experience and we get to be a part of it and all of these wonderful children's lives and we all have these fun names so the purpose of the names is for kids to be able to escape from their life also liability but it's for kids to escape from their everyday life right so they hear all the time like Laura Kate go grab my medicine hey Laura Kate can you do this can you you know those types of things and so to be able to have this identity that you can encapsulate at camp is so much fun. We encapsulate it all the time because we get to spend so much time together and that's really where the magic happens. But anyway, so that's why you have fun names. Do you want to say how you got your name? They made me stand in the front of the room. (laughs) (laughs) And it was my first time ever going to a meeting with Camp Kesem. One of my friends brought me. And it was the day that they picked names, so I had to go stand in the front of the room and everyone stared at me, and they were like, tell us about yourself. <laughs> These people shout and scream at you. Yes. Like, yeah. They'll be like, what's your favorite color? Yeah. What's your favorite food? It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you're playing hot seat or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. So they had shouted a few things, and they were all like, nah, these aren't good. Keep going. And so they said, what's your favorite movie? And I said, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And they are like, Bueller. Nah, that's too hard for a six-year-old. Ferris. <laughs> then I said, okay. And then that was my name. Here we are. And it fits you. And I, I, th- I think some people, you know, they get their names and they're like, oh, I want to change it because yeah. they, they haven't grown into it yet. Yeah. It really does. Like when a seven-year-old is calling you Ferris, you're like, okay, I'm Ferris. Yeah. I didn't like it at first. Now I love it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like a new persona. It is. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get your name? Great question. I kind of cheated the system a little bit with the naming circle. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I went in wanting my name to be Peanuts related, like Charlie Brown. And I went up there really resonating with Peppermint Patty, right? That's what I wanted my name to be. But then again, 12-year-old boy might be like, pee-pee. And I just just really didn't want to go through a week of camp with little boys calling me that. So I was like, okay, definitely not Peppermint Patty, but I was – open to suggestions. And someone said Snoopy, and honestly, Snoopy is, like, more iconic, I think, than any of the other characters. For sure. To be completely honest. And I picked Snoopy, and people call me Snoopy, Snoop Dogg, Snoop, D-O-double-G. I get it all. Um, so even so many people at camp, they're like, Snoop. So yeah. I, I, I get a lot of that, and I love it. I've really grown into my name. I, I'm so happy with it. There's so much merch also to like sport at she camp. She has a really cute hat on right now with Snoopy <laughs> on it. <laughs> yes. And, and also, you know, this is something that is really sweet. So we have a camper, Belle, mm-hmm. and 
she decided she wanted to change her name to Woodstock. Oh. So we can be like, you know, Snoopy and Woodstock. And <sighs> that's so cute. And what's so crazy is you you never know like the impact that you have. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed that she wanted to change her name. Right. And we're getting emails from parent her parent, you know, saying, "Hey, she wants to change her name to Woodstock." So and she voiced it too, right? Sometimes kids they do that, you know, they they want to be your best friend, so they're like, "I want to change my name to Woodstock today." And then tomorrow they're going to be like, "No, my name's Bill." Right? So <laughs> yeah. I I know that kids do that, but for it to be like a consistent thing, um it really made me feel special. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, everyone loves you. You're the best. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. But what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, that, all that stuff is going to be in the podcast. I oh. wanted to hear that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Also, if you've heard these things before, I, I apologize um, if I'm telling a story you've heard before. No, it's okay. Okay. Um, my f- my go-to karaoke song. Okay, yes. Yeah, so sorry. Don't <laughs> be. I, I really did enjoy that. Okay, okay. So we work for a nonprofit called Kesem, and I was lucky enough to go to FSU's chapter this summer, and I had a camper named Garnet, and she is a beautiful singer. Really? Okay. I, I mean, so good. I could listen to her all day. I would if she'd let me. Mm-hmm. S- just beautiful voice. And she told me on the first day that she wanted to do the talent show. She wanted it to be an Adele song. And I was like, girl, go for it. And every day I was writing her notes like, hey, what do you want to do? You know? And I would listen to her and just be so like encapsulated by it. And then it was like the day of the talent show. And she's like, I want you to perform with me. Oh, shoot. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. With, with someone who's so amazing at singing, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll stand up there with you, moral support, but like, don't give me the mic. You're going to be singing. I'll just be up there rooting you on. And so we went up there and we sang. Someone Like You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank by you. Adele. Someone Like You by Adele. <laughs> and I would not say that's my go-to karaoke song, but I think any song becomes a karaoke song if a camper asks you to sing it. Yeah. So definitely did that. But also, at session one of Camp Kesem of the University of Georgia, we sang Wagon Wheel, me and Buddy. We sang oh. Wagon Wheel. And I love that song. Yeah. Darius Rucker, like that was an amazing song. So fun. And I love singing it. Yeah. You wanna you wanna hit the next question? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, we're taking a turn here. But do you have a song that makes you cry every time you hear it? And if you don't want to answer this question, that's okay too. If you want to let the good times roll, we can just move on. I I think I I think that things are good because things are bad, right? I mean, mm. you have to have both. Yeah. It's like there is no sunshine without rain or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I believe that. I I think I'm really not much of a crier. Um, I probably have been in the last, like, two years of my life more than ever. Um, college is a wild ride, guys. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. It is, for sure. But I think um, I definitely have emotional reactions to different songs. I would say the first one, it, it's called How Do I Say Goodbye? I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's by Dean Lewis. It, it's about... This guy, I I believe his dad had brain cancer. I could be mistaken. Um, And it says, like, how do I say goodbye to someone who's been with me for my whole life? Mm. 
you gave me my name and the color of my eyes, right? So he has this attachment to his dad and who has cancer. And, and I, I think that, one, it relates to the mission that of Kesem, but I also think I, I just relate to it so heavily. Um, I'm really fortunate that both of my parents, you know, the people who have given me my name and given me my eyes, they're, they're still here. Um, so I, I'm very lucky to have both of them. And I think working alongside people who are strong and brave and courageous and live their lives without their parents now, um, I, I think this is a song that you can resonate to, but I also think it's a song that I can specifically resonate to because there were times, you know, where you didn't know if, if you were going to say goodbye um, living with a mom that has blood cancer, right? So I think there were definitely moments in our journey where I'm like, what's going to happen? Is this, you know, the last hello, last goodbye? And you, and you never know. So I, I think that that song, when you hear it, is just like, how do you? And, and I think the answer to that question is you never do. They're, they're always here. Yeah. Um, they're walking beside you. They're looking out for you. They're in your heart. So I, I think the answer to the question, how do you say goodbye, is you don't. And they'll live forever. And yeah, I think that one, that one just, it, it, it makes me feel something. So I would say that one. Um, and then also like every sad video of like, or I guess bittersweet, right? When soldiers come home to their families, there's a song that's like, I'm coming home, mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, that one, that plays when like the kids see their parents for the first time coming home. I, I think that one's also a, also a tearjerker. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have a surprise moment, like where your dad showed up? No, <laughs> I, I didn't. And, and I really respect my dad a lot, um, both my parents. Uh, I think, obviously, deployments and things affect the whole family. And they never wanted to orchestrate something like that. And, and I, I respect them for that. You know, everyone's different and has different experience and wants different things. But those moments were so private and they're so raw and to have it, you know, in front of your school, in front of a basketball stadium, and in, in, in front of whoever, I, I think sometimes take takes away from that personal moment. And we we didn't have that. It was, you know, I came home from school and he's cutting the grass already, you know, back to work, <laughs> and get to see him. So those moments are precious to the people that I hold really dear. And we didn't have anything big, but it was big enough in itself where it didn't need, yeah. didn't need that. So, yeah. I could listen to you talk all day. <laughs> I really could. I, I, I hope it's interesting. Oh my <laughs> I, uh, gosh, okay. yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. You are so interesting. Okay, good. I mean, thank you. <laughs> you sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What would you say is the most romantic song ever written? Are you romantic? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> That's funny. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I a romantic song. I'm gonna go with "Apple Pie" by Lizzie McAlpine. I love that song. I love it too. I I, I really I really do love that song, and I love M Lizzie McAlpine as a whole. She just produces bangers, honestly. And so that song, it's about. I, I think this is true for friends. I mean, you can deduce whatever feeling you want from it. Um, but 
it's about finding home and people. Mm-hmm. And that's true for me. I genuinely think my home is scattered around the world right now, actually. I have so many friends that are in, I think, Suhan's in India right now, and uh, Aryan is in, he's in Singapore. Aryan's in Singapore. Ellie's going to be in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. She's in California right now, right? People yeah. are everywhere, and yeah. everyone that I just love so much, they're my home. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that song can apply to all of the people that you love. But I, I think particularly it can be a love song and, and finding home and, and your person. And so I, I love it. I love that song. I think it's true that people say home is where the arch is, right? Yeah. Home is in Athens. Yeah. Like that's so corny. But, but it's true. Home is, home is where your people are. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I'm looking for that person and when I find that person, it, it's that that person makes me feel safe and, and comfortable. And like, I think Haruki does a fabulous job of that. So um, finding home within the person that you love. And that's why I'd say it's a romantic song. But also one of the lines, and this might get a little cheesy, so you can definitely cut it out if you want to. I won't. Um, but one of the lines is, I, I think, I don't want to misquote, but it's like, I found you underneath an April sky. And it's so funny because Haruki and I went to California in April. And so whenever I listen to the song, it's so funny because um, whenever I listen to that song, it's like, I found you, I found home, I I found all of these things. And it all came together under an April sky, which is true. Um, And I think, I just think it's a romantic song. And every time I listen to it, I just... It warms your heart. I feel a little romance. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, as someone who has never been in love before in a romantic way, I love the way that you took that answer as both. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I have a hard time relating to that question sometimes, but that one, I, yeah, yeah, you're so good at that. You make everyone feel welcome. I hope so. Yeah. I hope. I think that That's that question goal. spoke to everyone no matter if they are in love with someone or not. You know? Yeah. You can just be in love with your life. Yeah. In love with your life, in love with your friends. Yeah. And this is cheesy too, but I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, things are cheesy for a reason. Yeah. Things are, you know, a bit cliche, but they're cliches for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Man, we're hitting the deep ones back to back. (laughs) (laughs) That's good though. Yeah, it is good. We're kind of in the right mindset for it. But what song got you through a difficult period of your life? Or maybe a difficult moment. Gosh. This I is know. really this is a really great question. Shout um, out Boa. <laughs> <laughs> every time I say it. Um, because music, so I, I went, I, uh, maybe two summers ago, I really came to this realization that art, art is love, art is healing, art is joy, and that's what music is. And music can bring so much. It, it can truly get you through. Yeah. Like, difficult times. Uh, so shout out music, shout out people who make music. But anyway, I definitely do this. I I pair songs to people. Mm. And so when you ask me the question, what song, I always think of what person as well. Yeah. And my mom obviously has been there through it all. Yeah. Like everything. And, and so 
any difficult walk of life, she's been there. So we have lots of songs that we relate and we kind of share. And they might not be like the most inspirational songs, but they're ours. And to know to like listen to it together or to listen to it and remind me of her, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And, and she's the strongest woman I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And so if this is like her song that we listen to, it's like that strength that she has can be instilled in me. So our songs, we really like four or five seconds, the oh, Rihanna song. Yeah. Gosh, it's so good. Um, and so I, I remember listening to that her, with her in the car. Like, I don't know if this is true for you, but me and my mom, we have some good talks in the car. Oh, yeah. And sometimes like just getting through whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we always listen to that song for sure. Um, and then also, I don't know if she even remembers this, but Incredible by Celine Dion. Incredible by Celine Dion and Neo. Have you ever heard it? I haven't. It is, it's a good song. Okay. A- and that song to me is like me and my mom's song. Mm. And so when you ask a question, you know, what song has gotten you through a hard time or a difficult time? My mom has gotten me through those things and we have songs that we share. And so those, those are the two we definitely share. And even if we're not together, I'll listen to them and her strength is instilled in me. So, yeah. What's the best song you've ever heard live? And was it the technicality or the experience that made it great? That's a great question. <laughs> do you like concerts, first of all? Yes, 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 okay. I do. Uh, I, I think Athens is such a great place to be. Yes. The music is like... It's always happening. There, yeah. there, there's always new people coming in. And so, gosh, this is a difficult question. I've been lucky enough to see a lot of people live mm-hmm. and fortunate that Athens is full of amazing artists. And so I went to go see Bristol Maroney. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. I saw him at the 40 Watt the first mm-hmm. time he came to Athens. Probably had listened to two of his songs. Right. I went... And I listened to it, and it was it was almost like a spiritual experience. Ugh. I mean, the energy was so just powerful, and he was playing, and I was listening to all these songs, listening to the lyrics, listening to the beat, everything, and it, it was so wonderful. So I, I went back, and I listened to all of his uh, music, and I still listen to him. He's, he's great. And then I went and back and saw him again when he was at um, George Theater, uh-huh. And also great, he had an opener, Medium Build, which I'm not sure if you've ever heard of, but they have a song called Rage, and I heard it in the opener of Briss Maroney, and now still listen to it to this day. So obviously, I think any Briss Maroney song, incredible. I also, this this is really cool. I got to see Noah Kahan live. Ugh. But I saw him live the night that he released his newest album. Are you serious? Serious. So I got to hear all of the songs before they were released. And some people say that's hard because you didn't get to hear the songs. You hadn't gotten to hear the songs before you went to the concert. So it's kind of a grab bag. You know, you you enter the concert and you might not like those songs. Mm -hmm. But I think what's so special about that experience, one, with the people I shared it with, and two, 
every time I hear the song now, my first impression of it was with those people listening to it live and how powerful it was. And, and every time you hear it, it's like you see the lights. His show, his set is really amazing. The beat of the song, there are these lights that will shine at you. And so like all my love, it, it, it's so bright and you're hearing it and feeling it. And it was just, he's great. I, I love Noah Kahan and I love his music, but in particular at his concert, um, the song that really got me into Noah Kahan, cause I listened to him before the newest album came out was Maine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I love that song. And so I listened, I, I mean, I've, I've listened to the song, obviously, and I was hoping that he would play it. Uh, and we, Zach Schlichta and I, we were, you know, in the audience, and we start singing it. It's a, it's a little dead period before the next song. We start singing it, and he starts singing it. Noah Kahn, right? Because he heard you sing it? I don't know. I don't know. I like to think yes, but obviously, <laughs> probably not. Those things are probably predetermined. But we started singing the song. He started singing it back. And that was just such a cool, awesome, just experience. So no con, love, love his, his concerts. And, and also what was really special about his concert, he lost a friend. Uh, and he has a song, Carlos's song. Never heard it. It he played it. He plays it every song to honor his friend that he lost. And that one, it was beautiful. And it's so special, right? He's gotten pretty big now. Yeah. And for him to continuously play that song, right? You, you haven't heard it. And, and it's one of those that many people haven't heard unless, I guess, you've seen him live. And to continue to do that, I think, is really special and speaks to his character. So. Yeah. I really enjoyed listening to that one. And then obviously we're from the South and, and I like country music. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's a little uh, of, a, of a hot topic, but I, I, I do. I like country music. And so my dad and I listen to country music all the time together. He took me to my very first concert, which was in Auburn's football stadium. Wow. Yes. And we saw Kenny Chesney, Brianna Lambert. Wow. Old Dominion. Sam Hunt. It was it was an incredible show and that was my very first concert experience, but since we've listened to Luke Bryan, obviously love him. Knockin' Boots, great song. <laughs> those those are those are good memories of just seeing things live and yeah. who can listen who can listen to Luke Bryan and not want to, you know, shake something for him. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, yeah. Is there a song that's particularly special in your relationship? I feel like you kind of touched on this earlier, but if you have another song, feel free to share. I, I'm I'm not the most musically inclined. I, I can't play an instrument. Uh, and so, but Haruki obviously is a part of the Redcoat band and plays mm -hmm. under trombone. And it, it's so funny because they all start singing stand-ins. <laughs> Uh, Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande. Uh, that's his favorite one. They they have they play. Uh, wow, yeah. I need to pay better attention. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he has a recording. I'll send it to you. Okay. And so that's just funny. Uh, and so like when I hear that song, I'm always like, I can hear him singing it. Yeah. Um, so if you go to UGA or if you're ever in the Athens area and you have not 
taken advantage of the PAC. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Performing Arts Center. They are full of the most talented students on this campus, and they work so hard mm-hmm. on those pieces. Uh, and and I'm, I've been lucky enough to, to go, and, and not only students, but they bring really incredible artists too, yeah. right? And so Wynton Marcellus, yeah, Wynton Marcellus, I was actually right. He, he is incredible. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that show was good. So I, I, love, I, I love going to the PAC, highly recommend. But particularly in our relationship, so uh, we met through research, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Um, and we, he works in the Weiss Lab, which I can't speak more highly of. It, I mean, it's just, they do amazing work. They work on heparin sulfate and anticoagulant. And he's trying to find alternatives because a lot of people have allergic reactions to it and ultimately die because of that allergic reaction. So he's trying to find alternatives. So really impressed and inspired by the work that they do. Can you dumb that down a little bit for me? (laughs) Before we move on, I need to understand what you just said. (laughs) No, of course. Yes, I can. Absolutely. So the Weiss lab, or at least Haruki specifically, works on heparin, which is an anticoagulant, which prevents blood clots. Mm. So it was very applicable in World War something one or two. I'm not sure. Sorry. We talked about that in my biochemistry class, but also um, like my mom used it and I am just in all of their work. So he works on that. I've already kind of touched on what we work on in the Dr. Lance Wells lab and they're right next to each other on the third floor of the CCRC, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm walking to the autoclave and, and he's already in the room and, you know, you walk by each other. Yeah. But something that we started doing was doing, they have walking trails near Uh the river right behind the CCRC. Right. And so we started walking and we eventually started hammocking. And the first song that we listened to, and while we were hammocking, just talking, things like that, um, is a banger. And it's called Put Your Records On by Kareen Bailey Ray. Shut up. I, I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> and and so I would, if if I had to pick a song, um, I would definitely pick that song. It, I would say it's our song. And it's so good. You need a walkout song. What are you picking and why? So I this is the only question I think I've like talked about uh-huh. before coming on the podcast. Okay. So Abby, Yubo, and I had dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're talking about this. So we just start playing songs, and the one, two, I have two. Okay, go for it. I don't really know what my walk-up would, song would be, but I'm either going to go Foot Fungus by Ski Mask. Oh, yeah. I'm a big so, proponent of that song. Okay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then Humble by Kendrick Lamar. A classic. You can't beat either. They're hype. You got to listen to them while you're walking into an exam, you know, to get you all pumped up and, or, you know, up to the plate or whatever. Sorry, I don't play baseball or softball, so I don't have that <laughs> personal experience. Um, but I love those songs. They're just like such good energy boosters. Yeah. And I think that they're both very talented, mm-hmm. incredibly talented. And, 
yeah, I think that's what I pick. I, what, so if you have like a really, like, I think it's funny when you have these like really big dudes walk up to the plate and they're listening to like walking on sunshine. Yeah. Like that's so funny to me, yeah. but I'm like a petite, you know, small girl. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't have that comedic effect that yeah. theirs has. Right. So I feel like I need something that's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you can't see me, but I, I'm, I'm making like <laughs> gestures. Thug. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. D-O-double-G. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I could have picked, I, I picked a Snoop song. Anyway. Okay. I, I think the ones that you picked were good. Yeah, no, they're good. Do you have a song that you associate with the best moment or the best trip of your life? Best moment, that's kind of difficult. So I'm oh, going to yeah. go with best trip. Okay. Also a little difficult. So I'm going to have two answers. Go for it. I'm making this podcast so long, guys. It's Okay. Uh, Abby White and I went on a cruise. Oh. And yeah, it was so fun. We went to the Dominican Republic. When was this? This was sophomore or junior year of high school. High school. Got it. Yeah. High school. And I went with her whole family. Oh, fun. It was so fun. And cruising for a bruising was obviously the anthem of us being on a cruise. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Such a good song. If you had the chance, ask Riley to dance to that song. <laughs> You'll have so much fun. But also, it was Anthem of the Trip. It was, it was such a wonderful trip. And we got to, like, snorkel slash scuba dive. It's, like, I think it's called snoobing. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But we got to see, like, crabs and turtles and all these fish. And it just beautiful and wonderful. And I'm so lucky that they welcomed me and I got to go. So, wonderful, amazing trip. We have so many jokes. Like, that trip really just brought us together and solidified our friendship. And, and so I think we just have so many fun jokes and yeah. things from it. So, cruising for a reason from the cruise that Abby and I went on. That was definitely one of the best trips. And then I also can't not talk about the road trip that I went on from Georgia to Maine. Um drove all the way up to Acadia National Park, which is one of the most breathtaking places of scenery in the United States that I've ever been to. And we traveled there, you know, we're all taking shifts and driving. And we made a little playlist and we all got to pick a song. But I remember Dawson not knowing what song to pick. And we're like, right, like we're almost going to cross into the New York border. Okay. Uh, we, we did go to New York City. We went to D.C., just stopped in different places on the way. Mm -hmm. And so he picked, is it Concrete Jungle or? Empire State of Mind. Yep. Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. Yeah. So um, that was Dawson's addition to the playlist. And obviously a banger, <laughs> um, but I, I, and I associate it with that trip because it's on the playlist that we made in the car. Right. That's a good answer. Yeah. I love Dawson. He's I so do funny. too. He's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What's a song that you could play on repeat forever? Recently, shout out to Mrs. McLaughlin. She knows this. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of the content that she produces. This family... They just warm your heart and brighten your day and bring so much joy to my life. And so I think she asked a question like, what song do you listen to in, while you're like cooking in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. I listen to lots of songs. But at the time, I was really on a girl boss anthem kick. Yes. 
And I have listened to Demi Lovato on repeat um, so much. It's so actually good. kind of embarrassing. Um, but these are the moments, like, in January, right? Like, you're listening to Give Your Heart a Break by Demi Lovato on repeat or any of the Camp Rock songs. And in January. And then you get to December, you get your Spotify wrapped, and you're like, why is this one of my top five? <laughs> like, I don't even remember this. Well, remember this. Yeah. You listen to the song, song like 50, so- 50 <laughs> times. Um, so, yeah, but I don't think that answers your question. But No, it did. I, I don't necessarily know if I could listen to it on repeat forever. I think I, I right. might get bored of it. Yeah. Um, I think Yoboa, I don't know if this counts, but he, he produces music. If you guys have not oh, listened to that episode, yeah. you absolutely need to. <laughs> episode two. I could listen to those songs for the rest of my life. And I would be content. Did you hear that he burned me a CD? <laughs> he burned my mom a Christmas one. And I just, I love it. it is, There's over a hundred songs. That, like, that is crazy. Every time we hang out before we can all leave, he makes us all sit down around someone's phone and record a song. And then he goes and produces it. But they're studio. so precious. They're so sweet. And And it's something that, we're going to, ha- like that CD, you're going to have it for the rest of your life. And I listen to it frequently. Exactly. It's so funny. And you can always hear laughter in the background. And it really, it takes you back to that moment when you're sitting in that room. And all you feel is joy, you mm-hmm. know? Huey and I just did. <gasps> yeah, so I I was doing a solo because apparently Yabo wants more of those. Because you're a talented singer. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so, <laughs> and so I was doing Jolene, Dolly Parton. <gasps> such a good song. I cannot wait to hear this version. I'll play it to you after. Okay. We're done. I will not play it into the mic right now. <laughs> um, and so I'm singing it, and then Huey starts barking with me. So obviously, it's a Huey, which is Abby's dog, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Huey and Laura Kate duet. Uh, I feel like people listening to this, if you don't know who Huey is, he's a dog. He w- It wasn't just a person barking. That does happen a lot where we are, but... I'm yeah. going to include a picture of Huey in your Instagram post. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put a picture of Huey at the end and say, listen to the episode. This is context. I have a perfect picture. Okay. Send it to me and I'll put it in. Okay. Another question. Yes. A little bit of another side tangent, but mm-hmm. are you, if you have a song that you're obsessed with, are you going to listen to the whole song and then immediately rewind and listen to it again? Or do you need to take a break from it and then wait until it shuffles again to listen to it? I can listen to it over and over and over. Okay, again. cool. Me too. Um, I don't even have to do the rewind because I have it on loop. Oh. I have the song on loop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So on your Spotify wrapped, your number one song, how many times did you play it? Gosh, I I don't know off the top of my head. Over under 100? No clue. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, cool. Probably over, but I have no idea. Okay. Dang. (laughs) 300 minutes with the song. (laughs) That's a long time. What is that, five hours? Something like that. Sounds I don't know. I don't know. Mm, who's to say? This is the last one that I have written down. Okay. But I can always think of more. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. All right. Oh, wait. Is it number 17? Yeah. Ooh. It's a tough one. It is a very tough one. Your life is turned into a movie, but it can't be released until you pick the title track. So what song are you picking? Okay. Because this is the last question, I'm going to go full circle. Do it. The first question you asked me was my childhood home. What reminds me of it? And I mentioned a Taylor Swift song, A Place in This World. Mm-hmm. 
And if you haven't heard it, the lyrics go a little bit like, I don't know what I want, so don't ask me. I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm still trying to figure it out. I was probably nine or who knows how old I was, but I was very young and it's been over a decade since. And I'm still figuring this whole thing out. There's so many things that have happened that I've grown immensely in the past decade, I mean, in the past 21 years of my life, but since I've listened to that song. And, and so I think it will continue to resonate with me. You're never done. Always a project. Always working on yourself. At least I am. And that's why I want to be full circle and go with that song because I don't know exactly what I want. I don't have everything planned out, even though I am major planner. But I'm still trying to figure it out. We'll continue to do that. But I'm the luckiest I say this all the time, but I'm the luckiest person on the planet to be surrounded by the most genuine, thoughtful, kind, insightful, loving, brilliant, joyous people, including you. But genuinely, I, I say that all the time. If, if it is true that you are a culmination of all of the people that you interact with, I, I personally believe that. I think, you know, you're a when you meet someone, even if it's such a quick interaction, like you give a part of yourself to them and they give a part of themselves to you. And then all of those parts, they make up who you are. And I genuinely am humbled, honored, grateful, and lucky to be the person to know all of these insanely awesome people and I think if you are a culmination of the people that you know, then I'm not doing half bad. So, yeah. That was the perfect answer. And I think the perfect way to end the episode. I don't want to tarnish that moment, so I won't bother you with any more questions. <laughs> this is more sad for you guys because we're going to hang out as soon as these microphones turn <laughs> off. But <laughs> Bye for now. just feel so warm and fuzzy after listening to that. Laura Kay is the best. I mean, she's like honey or sunshine <laughs> in human form. You know, that sounds weird, but it's true. She makes everyone feel welcome. She makes everyone feel important. And I'm so unbelievably lucky to have met her when I did because I really needed her. And life is so good with you around, Laura Kay. And I hope that you feel that from me. I could talk about you for all of eternity, and I would like to, but I think I might be boring <laughs> some of the people with all the compliments. So I thought it would be fun to end the episode by adding a song to the end of your playlist from me to you. So I picked these words by Natasha Bedingfield. Check it out at rewind.pod on Spotify. It's in the playlist. I think it speaks to how much I adore you. Yeah. With that, I'll wrap up by saying follow at lk.hold on Instagram because she's a ray of sunshine and follow at rewind.pod on Instagram as well. She'll be tagged there. Follow at rewind.pod on Spotify so that you can listen to her playlist and everyone else's playlists. Yeah. All of you listening, you are so special to me and I hope that this brought you some joy. Thanks for all the kind words and I hope you'll stay tuned for what's coming in the future because I'm excited about it. I love you all and see you next week. Bye. Bye.